so we are back again because um, my energy shut down the Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to blame your energy. It could have been mine as well. <laughs> Uh, and a lot of people have noticed this, you know, um, walking in, walking down the street at night, you know, they, they notice that they, they, as they're walking down the street, street lights go off okay, or light bulbs explode in their house. Or a lot of people nowadays have problems with their computer. All of a sudden their computer dies or shuts down or freezes or whatever. And a lot of times it is, and people who, who have this generally know is they it's their frequency because we are elect, electric beings yeah. we're working with electronics and so we can affect this usually through um you know high emotions so i i have a friend who hi everyone welcome to episode 1050 with special guest Marilyn Dyke and just to let you in on the joke of why I said that this is our fifth time I believe to record this right Marilyn mm -hmm. something like we were, that <laughs> we were running into um, some technical snags and uh, I actually a brilliant story was shared because of it and I thought we have to share that um, about people's energy fields and how we're energetically freak you know we're emitting a frequency and so are electronical devices and you shared a story about your friend about mm -hmm. you yeah. know because yeah i would i would love if, if our audience could hear that because i think that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about today some magnificent okay. stories okay so yeah we're electrical beings we're working with technology uh depending on the person's frequency you know we, you can have an effect on it and our emotions can have a huge effect so i was telling the story about a friend of mine who uh worked on a a, a floor of uh, you know a huge floor many many different people all on computers and if she got angry about anything she could literally wipe out the whole floor like nobody had computer yeah wow like yeah. that was yeah yeah That's, it takes a minute and, to register that and, and and she knew she could do this they actually set her up with a little uh grounding pad she could put one hand on because she worked on a computer all day and you know she she needed the they were calling the IT guys. I would imagine it would have been quite a deal. Anyway, um, so she knew this and she knew that, you know, walking down the street at night, she could shut or even driving down the street, she yes. would shut off, uh, street lights. And a lot of people are like this, you know, but the, the funny story is one day she's, uh, shopping at a uh, superstore with her son and he's fairly little, you know, he's eight or nine, something like that. And uh, the power goes out and all the lights go out. You know what it's like, all yeah. the buzzing stops and it gets real quiet, even though the store is full and yes. her son pipes up, mom, stop doing that. She was so embarrassed. And the people are wondering, you know, but he was so used to it, but. I, I I so appreciate I love that story because it's such a it's a gift right to kind of like yeah. pick up on 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 our energy fields and how we affect technology and things around us right and 
I really yeah. I appreciate that story because even while I'm driving, I notice the same thing too. Or when I go for walks, the lamp post would just click, click, click. And even when I'm driving, literally just follow me as I'm clicking. So exactly, yeah, love, that's what I love, happens. I love the sharing of these stories because it's like people can relate and they can. Mm -hmm. They won't be like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not the only one or whatever, but it's like, oh, wow, somebody else has yeah. that gift as well. So thank you for sharing that. So Marilyn Dyke is mm -hmm. a level three QHHT practitioner. And I like to call a very dear friend of mine. I went to go see her um, after a one year wait list, <laughs> which, is, which is, hey, she's high in demand. But I would love for you if you could segue us into what is QHHT? And what is hypnosis kind of like contrary to popular belief? Okay. All right. So QHHT was founded uh, and developed by a woman named Dolores Cannon, who has written 17 books on her, the experiences of her clients. Mm -hmm. So um, as I, um, in the late 60s, I believe her husband uh, took a, hip, uh, took training to become a hypnotist mm -hmm. and she would help him. And so they would do this classical hypnosis. They would do um, people who wanted to quit smoking, you know, allergies, that kind of thing. They would work on that. Anyway, the, a doctor um, heard about them and referred a woman to them who needed to lose weight. She just couldn't couldn't lose weight. And uh, during the session, this woman and as another personality sort of appeared with this whole lifetime she was talking about and uh and Doris and her husband didn't know what the heck it was eh? so uh she she couldn't figure out nobody she knew I guess knew what was going on so she went to her pastor because at at the time Dolores I mean she was raised she was a Sunday school teacher that's naturally the first place where she would look and she asked about this reincarnation thing or this past life thing and she was kicked out of the church <laughs> but of course that didn't stop Dolores. Man, no. Yeah, she was she was very curious. So this just sparked her curiosity, and she spent uh, I I I'm guessing here the seventies doing past life regression after that because it was so interesting for her. And then you know in the maybe late seventies, early eighties, all of a sudden she noticed there was another personality, another something coming into the session that was very wise, very loving, very compassionate, that would, you know, answer questions if she asked, uh, really wanted to help the client, would even do physical and emotional healing. And so she began working with what uh, she ended up calling the subconscious but really what it is is our higher self i think that's a, a term that most of us uh, are familiar with yeah 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 so she started working with the higher self and so gradually over 45 years through trial and error she developed what she later named qhht which is a process uh you know takes hours long, but it's a process where a person relaxes down to the deeper levels of consciousness and where their higher, higher self can answer questions and it can do physical and emotional healing. 
So uh, she worked on this through trial and error, found that uh, some of the things in classical hypnosis didn't quite mesh as well uh, with this type of an energy and whatnot and developed this. And then I believe in the early 2000s, maybe late 90s, uh, she was told that she needed to teach this because she was just one person. And at that time, she was traveling all over, like around the world, mm-hmm. doing sessions yeah. and talking and, and whatnot about it. And so she needed to teach others how to do it because they said, they told her, you know, she can't do it all herself <laughs> as much <laughs> as she would have tried, you know, but she just couldn't do it all herself. So that's how, uh, the teaching began. She began to teach. Yeah. So hypnosis really is just simply relaxation. And this is what I always, uh, you know, tell my clients. It's, there's nothing mysterious about it. We do it all the time. Uh, we relax to the deepest level of consciousness when we go to sleep at night. And during the day, quite often, you know, when we're watching TV, listening to music, playing music, driving, doing repetitive tasks or exercises, daydreaming, meditating. These are all times when we naturally relax. And when we relax, we drop into a deeper state of consciousness. And when we do that, we naturally open up our creative, imaginative side, which is where our higher self communicates through. And I love how you said that, that, that you communicate to your higher self through imagination. Through so that, our that's, how it, that's how it communicates our to intuition. you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. And and our higher self is communicating with us constantly and in all ways, not just through uh, what we might feel or know or hear, uh, but it's also in our environment, what we see, signs, uh, books you read, uh, magazines, yeah. shows you watch. I mean, it's constantly constantly communicating and it is us it's the bigger part of us it's the part of us that is connected to the all and can answer questions and can because we can all heal ourselves and basically that's what we're doing we just believe at this point we need the middleman of the of the higher consciousness but uh we can heal ourselves definitely that's, yeah that's a power and that's a powerful you know, statement to make is to know, you know, your solutions are within you in, in that kind of context. Exactly. Exactly. Always. Okay. And, and they always have been. But and the higher, the higher self, could you say, sorry, is, is this like a, a conglomerate of personalities that, you know, like, how would you describe that through your practice? Because you communicate directly with people's higher selves. Yeah. The, the higher self ultimately is the all uh it is oneness it's mm-hmm. you know we we are all we think of ourselves as separate but yeah. we are all one and okay. that's what the higher self so can you imagine being piped into all knowledge everything that ever was everything that ever will be it's infinity all knowledge like that and that's what we are working towards and this is what i've seen especially over the last 30 years, how we have raised our frequency to the point where we are being able to 
embody or maybe have a, a closer connection with our higher self. And we, we just think it's, most people just think it's normal. You know, they don't, they don't feel any different necessarily. They don't think any different. It's just we have evolved and our frequency is raised to the point we, where we can have a much closer connection. Where we're starting to recognize our multidimensional selves. And someone someone might ask, um, why, Marilyn, why go through a past life and bring it up today in a separate entity or energy living a different life? Why bring it up? Um, Because, well, we don't always bring it up. Um, Not everybody, you know, is going to experience a past life. Uh, like a cl- what I would call a classical past life, more and more we're having people uh, having just having experiences, just you know, floating in in darkness or the the you know in space, and what a cool feeling that is, eh? Or sometimes people just they realize that they are just they're just floating in in oneness. They're floating with at they are source. And so, you know, when I ask them, well, do you sense where you end and something else begins? And they're like, well, no, it's all one. And I am this. It's, it's endless. So can you imagine? I mean, how to, how do they describe it? I don't know how they manage to describe something like that, like that, but it's really cool that we can have that experience in body. And remember that, you know, isn't that cool? That is beautiful, actually. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's so well put because you're like, yeah, how do you put into words that kind of, you know, that experience? And then when you have that experience, and it's similar to kind of like people going out of body experiences or near death experiences, after you have that perspective of like that cosmic oneness, you're, you can't go back to changes whatever. changes your life. It changes yeah. your life. Like that's, yeah, yeah that's definitely life changing. And I know we'll, we'll jump into some cases here of, of how past lives affect the current or how they communicate um, through, mm-hmm. through the healing process, which you're going to touch upon. Shortly here, before we jump into it, I kind of wanted to share, when I went in to come see you, one of the most powerful experiences I had with you was prior, because I didn't know what to expect. I mean, if there, there might be people who haven't gone to a QHHT session. I highly recommend it. I I, I recommend you. I loved working with you. And um, just sitting there for three, I was like three hours prior to our session. And and we just sat there in like this quiet, trusted space without any judgment, just full listening. And you're like, tell me your story. That, that, that was powerful for me. Like that was yeah. just how many times do we do this even in today's society to take that time yeah. to listen to somebody and say, tell me your story. Like who who were the key players that came in your life that explore these themes and whatnot? And there's a reason why you do set that mm-hmm. up for your session afterwards, should it come into play. Yes. Well, it, it's important information for me to know, because once we get started in hypnosis, uh, part of it, you know, that information is invaluable. You never know what can, I, I don't know where the client's going to go, what they're going to experience. And so knowing their past in this life, you can see where there's connections. So I might, it might, I, I might ask a question or two that I wouldn't have asked if I didn't know. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's important, but not only just that. I mean, the healing starts. Then. Right. 
I mean, right. that's yes, where, it does. You know, it is such a healing thing to do to talk about your life and to know that you know there's no judgment on on anything because you know to me we're here to experience and uh, I don't there's no judgment ultimately on our experience. The only sin we can commit is not experiencing. So how do we do that? You know, it's impossible. Uh, I uh, love I love that. That was just I, I love that definition. It's just, it's, it's so yeah, yeah. So. You know, we we put judgment on our own experience and, you know, sometimes we get judged for experience. But ultimately, when we leave this life, it's like nobody else is putting any judgment on it. It's all experience and it's all valuable experience, no matter which way we go. And as as the higher consciousness has told me, well, if she doesn't get it this time, that's okay. She can do it again and again and again and again <laughs> until she gets it. You know. I love, so. Do you find that's okay? That that's beautiful because it's, it's like it is kind of like a play and a set of characters that we all kind of come in here. We have these agreements. We'll touch upon this after with some of you know. But you're going to talk about the soul and and how it comes here to explore things. Um, and mm-hmm. and is that what you find, Marilyn? Let that the purpose for many of why we're here is to come to explore and to experience to experience. Yeah. And to learn through our experiences in all ways, like we're going to experience something in all ways. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there was, you know, I have to, I wanted to share this too. There was a, an an image and um, it was like, just like this white light. Right. And it's kind of like, at the end of, and I know people don't want to talk about death. It's like this scary kind of thing and, and whatever. But in that transitionary moment, it puts everything, it's like the focal point that puts everything into like existence or into context or whatever you want to put it, you know, mm-hmm. like your whole life, everything from like when you're born, your grades to the people you met to all the lessons you've learned or whatever, that one pivotal point, if you just keep looking at that from the higher self perspective, you're right. There's no judgment. There's no sin. There's no, there's none of that. There's just like this collective group that just came here to just let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're the one in the trenches. You're the one who doesn't remember who right. gets, you know, to, to really, um, try to, to learn all this in the, the muck of the 3D environment. And they're, they are your support. Right. Your higher consciousness, your guides, or, or whatever you want to call this, they're here to support you. They're not here to judge you. They are. They know your plan, and they're they're trying to help you to fulfill your plan. But if you go off off track, well, you know, really, it's okay. You can. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so sure what are, I am. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, what are some? Uh, what are like some cases that stood out for you through your practice uh, in regards to healing um, where it was really significant of how something came into play. Okay. Well, one thing I want to uh, talk, touch on first is the range of beings that we like physical and non-physical beings that we experience in what we would call a past life, or I prefer to call uh, a past experience or just, an experience and there's no limitation to
to our experiences. So my clients have experienced themselves as all kinds of different animals, uh, mythological animals like mermaid and dragon and uh, a unicorn. They've experienced themselves as trees, as rocks, uh, water, which is really mm-hmm. interesting, air, uh, just as light, uh, a color. Mm-hmm. And of course, all different kinds of ETs. I've rarely had the same being show up, all kinds of different ETs. Okay. Um, and just energy, you know, or they, you know, they look down and they, and they say, well, I don't see anything, but they are, they are consciousness. Ah, that's so, you know, you mentioned unicorn and I was like, <laughs> and it's really cool. yeah. and all, yeah. And, um, actually like water right like that's Mm -hmm. so you're taking like how consciousness looks at itself as if it was water as if it was a rock I mean a rock Mm -hmm. I mean a rock would be kind of this is so interesting they're having yeah consciousness is having that experience so I I wrote about uh uh on my blog there is a uh one a person who experience themselves as a drop of water in the ocean. I think I called it the adventures of a drop of water. And it was really cool. And, oh, and so, so she's going around experiencing all this. And then she thought, oh, I'll go up north. So she travels up north and then she sees her friends her you know, other parts of herself yeah. as drop of water beginning to freeze. And she thought, no, I don't want to stay here that long. So she turned around and hightailed it down. So I think <laughs> It was, you know, pretty cool experience. I love that. Yeah, I really love that. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. like that. And that I mean, what do you, you come after a session knowing that? Like that, that, that changes your life. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's something I was going to add here. Oh, I can't remember, but anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's just we have no idea what the experience is going to be. We just want to roll with it. And, okay. and the, the thing is, whatever is brought to the person, mm-hmm. their higher self has brought them that for a reason. And okay. we don't have to, we don't have to figure out the reason. I just say, I always say, uh, you know, you don't have to explain it. You don't have to, uh, try to understand it. Just describe it to me. That's all you have to do. Just okay. describe it and enjoy the experience because I'm going to ask the higher self later on why they were shown that so okay yeah we'll so get speak, the- okay so speaking of that for healing then you had a really interesting case there of yeah yeah okay. i want to I touch up a bit on that okay so just this really il- illustrates how literal it can be okay so there was a, a man who um you know, he hadn't injured himself or anything, but he was experiencing chronic pain down his left side and especially his leg, his left leg. Anyway, his past life, um, he was riding a horse and uh, in a remote area. And I guess the horse misstepped and they both went tumbling down the embankment. And I guess the horse landed on top of them, whatever badly broke. I mean, I, th- I think it even affected the ribs and the arm, but badly broke his leg okay. and in several places. And uh, of course, this is a very remote area. Uh, even though he called out, no one ever came by. And he died a very traumatic 
depth in that life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what I find often is at the moment of death, whatever emotion, whatever the person is feeling at that time, sometimes they will carry it forward into the present life or, or any other life. And so that's emotional energy that needs to be acknowledged, understood, and then released. And so okay. that's what we did. So it was very, you know, uh, I mean, it was just, there was no guesswork there. You knew exactly where this chronic pain that he had, where it was coming from. Yeah. And can you follow up with the client after to see how the session I, went? At, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're asked not to uh, okay. because, uh, you know, it's, it puts a lot of pressure on the client if I'm, contacting them after if they want to contact me I mean I always leave the door open at right. any time if you want to contact me ask me questions tell me you know what what happened in your session I would love to hear but I will not contact you unless yeah I have a couple of times only because I've been um my intuition tells me I need to contact okay. the person but and and just to further um uh well, just to add to your story there, I have heard of other healers who have seen, like, people can see auric fields and energies on bodies, and then they will go see that person's past life. Maybe there was a wound, maybe there was a soldier, they were a warrior, and they know exactly where the weapon went, where they kept falling in that area, you know, sometimes with chronic pain, as you were saying, and yeah. they would just touch the area with permission, and some of them are, you know, they'll acknowledge it, like you just said, acknowledge that pain. And then it's just, and they know where on the body and where in that life that pain was inflicted. That was, uh -huh. it's, it's, it's yeah. magic. Uh, actually, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I remember uh, quite a few number of years ago, a woman came and, you know, she was telling me about her life and she, her skin was brown. Yeah. And I remember her arms were, I kept thinking, you know, has she has she burned her arms badly because she had this kind of a mottling color uh, on her arm on yeah. on her right arm, and okay. um, the she landed her past life was she was a seven year old girl. She's standing outside watching her house burning, and her entire family is in the house. She's the only one who escaped. And wow. she was taken to hospital and later ended up in a orphanage her right arm had been burned. That's the only injury that she had. Oh yeah. my gosh. That, yeah. that, those are like those goosebump kind of moments, right? How it, yeah. Of, yeah. There's, there's, I have to say it defies the logical mind. It, well, it so, does. So, and yet it and makes it is, sense. And it does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, it's not something you'd ever think of. You right. know, unless you're you're like me and you're you're looking at that, right. and that to me, you know, I kept looking at her arm and and I think I even asked her if uh, that had been burned, and then she told me she says no, I was born that way. Okay, she was born with that, so that was a birthmark. That was so going to say a birthmark. Very okay. interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's, okay. So there's an association. I've heard that as well. There's an association association with birthmarks, and yeah, yeah, okay. that's me. I love that. that comes up. Yeah. What are some, because the, the stories are so powerful and I find them so relatable sometimes and, and the courage that clients go through um, to, you know, 
look at these things, right? At that subconscious or higher mind level or, or however mm-hmm. somebody wants to call mm-hmm. it. What would you find through, through your experience that you've, you've been so awed by even more uh, of these kind of cases? Like something that kind of blew your, your mind away by. Okay. I, I, I know been... you, yeah, I know you have though. You have, you have so yeah. many. She's going to write a book, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> okay. I keep I'm there for the book. I haven't been given permission to talk in detail about this, but okay. there was someone who came who had an appendage, we'll call it, that had been broken very badly and had healed up, but it was much smaller than the other side, the appendage okay. on the other side. And I saw this, I, you know, I, I, you could see that it was much smaller and kind of atrophied, I guess, in a way. And uh, the higher, you know, after the healing was done, the person got up and we compared the two appendages and they were exactly the same size. Oh, wow. And I know what I saw. Okay, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And all she, all she had to do was accept it. She just accepted it and good to go. That's all you have to do. Just okay. accept it. It doesn't matter. You don't have to, uh, don't doubt. Do you find that with your practice, are there common themes that are coming up for Earth or, yeah, for Earth or just through your practice at soul themes? I mean, is that, I, I'm almost getting that there's, don't expect anything except for just kind of magic to happen with these sessions. There's not, it's, nothing's really planned. You, there isn't an expected no outcome of a past life or even that you know what I mean it just yeah so you know every once in a while they might throw something at me a couple of times um that they would want me to write about um but as far as themes as soon as I think I'm seeing something you know repeat it's gone okay (laughs) so so no expectations that is really important to have for the client and also for me. I sit there and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to let it flow. Yeah. So theme. now there are soul themes. And I don't know right. if you want me to go into that now or. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Okay. I want to hear it. So I became aware myself years ago that uh, that it felt like, you know, some of us anyway, had had a theme, what I called a flavor, that we would experience all of our lives through this. And my personal one that I became aware of was stubbornness. So this is what I mean. I haven't uh, I haven't checked this out with my hair self, but I'm pretty darn sure I'm living a lot of lives experiencing through stubbornness. That's sort of like the the uh, the. Um, theme, I had another word, it's sort of like the, the color that I would experience everything through. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, and to illustrate this, I had a client uh, who said, you know, I, I just, uh, I always feel abandonment. And I've never been abandoned in this life. Okay. But I always feel like that is a possibility. She's always on edge that this is a possibility. So she went to several snippets of lives 
So she she touched on, I think, about four, maybe five snippets of lies. And in each one of those snippets of different lies, she was abandoned in different ways. So later on, because this is one of her questions that she had later on, when I asked her higher consciousness, why does she feel this fear of abandonment? throughout this entire life. It's like a theme. And they said, well, when the soul, when the spark left source, it looked down and saw nothing, felt abandonment. And so, okay, so every can, we, can you say that line, one more time, please? Okay. When, this is what the higher consciousness said okay. to me. When the spark left source, mm-hmm. okay, so it left source, it looked down and saw nothing. And it okay. felt abandoned and felt alone. And hey. so this was the theme that this soul had experienced multiple lives through was this abandonment. So she had experienced abandonment in all ways. And, and actually, I believe, I, I don't know for sure, but I believe that this was, you know, we put an end to that because she didn't need, she had experienced abandonment in, in all ways. She didn't need to ex- even experience it. In this life, it was done. Okay. Okay. But I, uh, you know, I also have um, a very interesting session that I haven't written about. Uh, it, it must be five years ago I did this. And, uh, and sorry, and just just so viewers are clear, all the sessions are obviously under strict confidence, and we sign forms that should it be shared, you know. So all of that is done prior to this, just so people yes. know. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, and I never identify anyone anyway, and I and I never talk about anything that would ad- I identify them, like your job or where you live or anything like that. Okay. Um, and you know, if you want, I can go through this. So we're. Starting this um, this session, where they experienced two lives. In the first life, the person, uh, the soul died as an infant. So it was very short. So we went into this other life where he found himself um, in a room with these cloaked beings. Okay. So, okay. Um, so I asked what are they saying? I can't understand it. It's not my language. Can you understand it mind to mind? They're aggressive. They're adamant. About what? I don't know. I can't understand what they want me to do, but they want me to go. How do they appear? Cloaked. Like with a cloak on? Yeah, I can't see their face. It's hooded. And they won't come near me. Why? Now, this is a really rough uh Transcription. No, no, so you I'm have not, my you have my attention. You okay. Undivided and the viewers undivided attention. Okay, right so there there's going to be some blips. So um, there's many of them around, but none of them will touch me or come near me. They just keep yelling at me, but I can't understand them. But I want to, and I want to understand why they want me to go forward. Do you communicate with them? Yeah, I try, but they just keep yelling. What do they want you to do? Well, they want me to keep going forward through the doors. I don't know where they, the doors go. Just a piece of metal door. Um, then there's not enough light light to see the color. It's very dim. Cloaked beings are everywhere. Most aren't moving. Just the one who keeps yelling at me the most. I don't know if 
I don't know if he's yelling or talking. I don't understand. He won't move his hands. They're crossed. The hands are long. And from what I can tell, they're just poking out of this cloak, skinny and wrinkly. Have you seen him before? No. Where does he come from? Somewhere I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's an honest answer. Yeah. That's so honest, Namra. Is that where they want you to go? Where they came from? Maybe. I don't know. I'm confused and afraid. I'm not a baby anymore. So he's talking about his past, the one previous to that. I'm taller than them. I'm thin, just taller than them and white, but coherent. I understand what's going on, but I can't understand them. So what is going on? <laughs> Trying to get more information. They need to get me out of there. Why? I don't know. They're just adamant that I go through the door. They won't go near me. They won't touch me. They can't make me. Why can't they touch you? I don't know. They're not allowed. They're afraid to touch me. I'm not like them. How are you different? Always. They're just different. Can you tell that they're not like me? No, you can tell they're not like me. They're too short. So you're much taller. Yes. And I'm pure white. I have very defined features, high cheekbones, but the white isn't my skin. Something on my skin. It's powder. It's like they dumped something on me. I think so. I'm just white. I love my body. So he was really <laughs> liking this body. Yeah. So... Are you hearing anything? No. Do you feel comfortable with that white powder? No. What was the purpose of the powder? Cleanliness, I think. And they can't touch you. Would you harm them? No, no. Are you afraid of them? No. Of the situation? Yes. Are they fearful for your safety? No, I don't think so. What do you do? I give in. I get closer to the door. To the door. It opens up, but it's just sky everywhere. So he... Oh, wow. So he's out and he's just sort of hanging in the sky. I get him to look back at the door. The door has disappeared okay. and he gradually drops down to the ground okay. where he's feeling and it's, it's, um, and his skin is dry and itchy and it's a, it's just a grassy flat area. And, and, sorry, and, and nobody in this environment is human, correct? Is what? Is human. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay, so I'm just, you know, cutting some of some of this out because it does go on for quite a bit. Um, so he's in this environment and feeling, uh, you know, his knees is feel a heavy condensing kind of thing. My His arms are crackly, but the rest of his skin is all smooth. Um, I ask, are you tall? I don't know. Nothing to compare to. I'm not an adult, but not young. Where do you go? I just walk, but there's nothing around. Legs super heavy, hard to walk. It hurts my joints. You just walk in any direction. Yeah. So I asked him to go to a time when something different happens. Okay. And so there's a derelict tree standing there. Uh, and there's a burn on the other side of it, but there's nothing at the top of it. I feel like I need to sit down on top of the berm, berm, and, uh, but there's nothing there, just more grass on the other side. Okay. So let's leave that scene and go to a time when you first became aware of where you're going or why you're in that grassy place. So that you can understand. So mm -hmm. where are you? I don't know. Just describe it to me. I don't know. I can't see it. What are you feeling? Bitterness. 
What are you aware of around you? Feels like there's something pushing on me all around me, but there's nothing there. My chest is really heavy. Is it dark or light? It's nothing. There's nothing. What color? Gray. So um, I asked more, you know, is he uh, standing, sitting down? He's upright. What do you look like? There's nothing to look at. Do you have a body? No. So I asked him to step outside of himself and tell me what he sees there. And so he sees just gas, uh, just fumes, he called it. Okay. Okay. So he's just seeing blues and greens and oranges like a gas. Then what happens next? It's like I've been sucked up something. Do you feel like you're inside something? Yeah, but it's more turbulent. Are you feeling the turbulence around you? I'm turbulent. Do you create the turbulence yourself? No, it's just like I'm being sucked up something. So he's feeling that being sucked up. Okay. So move ahead to a time when something different happens then. Uh, so he has been sucked up into something like a canister, but it's moving around. I feel like somebody is carrying it. So he's in a canister. Okay, this is getting interesting, Marilyn. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) So then what happens? Well, they're pouring it out and going with it. What are they pouring it into? A vat, just this big vat. What's in the vat? I'm floating on top of it. It's water or something. It starts turning around. Somebody's churning it. Do you stay on top? No, I'm getting mixed in and it's getting harder, more solid. So you're becoming more solid. So what sort of form does it feel like? More like clay, he says. And then what happens? Something starts playing with it. What do you mean? The vat is tipping it. Somebody's tipping the vat around, but it's too solid. It can't come out. I feel like I'm stuck in it, though. Then what happens? Nothing. You stay in the vat? Yes. I'm there. And they're trying to pull us out. Who are they? I don't know. They want to do something with us. They're not sure how to get us out. They just dig us out. With what? A paddle. There's more of you? I think so. But they're hidden. They're deeper. I can't hear anything. All I can hear is this paddle trying to dig us out. So they get them out. It takes a while. And then when they get them out, they're all standing, they're humanoid, but they all look the same, and there's okay. several of them. Okay. So you're out of the vat, they we're all looking at each other confused. What do they look like? Similar to me, what do you look like? Um, just a normal guy. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So he's human. So, okay, just sorry, and sorry, just to put everything into perspective, he started as non-human. Was that, is that kind of like non-human or he had that white chalky thing, correct? Yeah, and what that is, I don't know, okay. But then he he went through a door and then he turned in the light and then he was put sucked up. Yeah. Right. Okay. He was gas and he got sucked up, okay? Okay. This will will all be explained later. Okay, Okay, okay. Just okay. so you'll understand now because this is all yeah. right it's gonna come full circle here yeah so i ask is there clothing no the one with the paddle he's different he's a short guy again does he have the, the cloak on no it looks like he's sweating i don't know what that so what does he look like well he's he's very calm and he's short his head is big no nose has eyes very defined eyes just piercing black all pupil and a 
teardrop shape, very small mouth, body is wrinkly gray, no hair. So that sounds to me like the classical gray. Eh? Right. So what's he doing now? Nothing. I'm just standing. He's just standing with his paddle. And we are standing around wondering, confused, what do we do? So they're all adults. So what happens next? I don't know. We don't want to go. We don't want, we don't know where to go. Is this short person able to tell you where to go? No, but he's not threatening. Can you communicate with the others? Yeah, we're all the same. I didn't, I had a lot of typos there. Can you communicate with the short one? He just stands there. Let's move ahead a little bit. So we move ahead, and they are they are all just moving. They're pushing past him. There's a lot of us, and we just keep following each other down a hallway. And the color of the walls are gray, and they're dirty, and they're greasy, he says. <laughs> yeah, so this is the type of detail we, you know, you can you notice in something like this. So yeah. they're all walking single file down this hallway, and then they get to a place that's like a, what is it, like a stadium or a hall. Like So there's this big window, okay. and, and we're all looking out the window, and there's a bunch of chairs. And they could go down to the chairs, but they don't. They keep going further, but there's nothing at the end. And then so then I, they're all male. We're all male, look exactly the same. Uh, we just stay there looking out the window. Then I condense time again, moving forward. And they are all sitting on benches. Okay. Waiting. Okay, so we just sit down. Nobody needs to talk. We just sit on these long benches. And so uh, this is in a large room. And I move them ahead to when something different happens. And then they all get up and start moving. And the whole room moves. moves. It's like we're spinning. I just... Does anyone know what's happening? We don't care. No emotion, no questions, nothing. It's all counterclockwise. Just keep spinning. Nobody's needing to do anything, but I get heavier. So this keeps spinning. So let's move now to when something different happens. Well, the door opens from the way we came in, and there's a different room. What happens when the door opens? More of those tiny dudes, they're just there. And we all turn our heads and look out the door. What do the short ones do? Wait for us to get up and we follow them to another room. And then they start touching us. Where are they touching you? Everywhere. They're molding us, defining us. Did you not already have features? Not like this. What are they touching you with? Their hands. So how does this change you? It's awkward. Just changes. It's like... They don't really have a, a direction as to what they want to do. They just keep changing us continually. We're leading and they're leading to another room. How have they changed you now? I feel shorter, heavier, but we're all different. All human? Yeah, but different. Shapes, tallness. I'm shorter, wider, some are tall. We're all just different. Okay. What they're talking about now is the last thing that he was shown in the past life was where he realized he was a blue-green-orange gas that was sucked up into a cylinder and tipped into a vat. So I'm talking to his higher consciousness now. 
Okay. What were you trying to show him with that? It was the creation. And then, and this is said in a deeper voice, almost wondrous voice, creation of the client, many people. Is this how humans were created? And the higher consciousness said, well, this is hard. Okay. So tell me the best way that you can. Because remember, your higher consciousness is using the vocabulary that you have. Right. That's that vocabulary they have at their disposal. So, and this person was not at the time, wasn't into spirituality or ETs or anything like that. So he didn't have the, uh, the, that base knowledge. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Uh, so a bat meaning that uh, this is my vocabulary now coming into play. Like a big, I, I just envision a big, metal round vat okay all I have of to, this I have, gas it's for those who don't know what a vat is <laughs> that's oh, okay. what it is okay yeah yeah okay yeah. i it's always like thought a big tax. bowl Vats are like taxes in other countries and i'm like okay I got oh. taxed. <laughs> no 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 but i get it. i i always think i thought it was a mold as well but i just wanted to confirm if, if anybody else as well was yeah. asking that question but thank okay. you for sharing okay okay uh, so, um, so I'm asking his higher consciousness. Um, so tell me the best way you can. They're spirits. They're molded from the beginning. So they actually didn't have a physical body? No. What were the spirits molded from? Many different elements. Can you explain what sort of elements? Well, many different places, from many different places. Okay. Is that like DNA? Yes, but DNA is a material thing, isn't it? I ask. It's what it's what makes them. It makes them so different. So the DNA, and I've heard this before, and I can, you know, we have physical DNA, we have spiritual DNA. I've heard that as well. Yes. Yeah. So each person, yeah. So the DNA is like a frequency or something. I'm trying to understand this. It's from so many different places, so many different things. Each person has something different. Is that what is happening when they were being molded into different shapes? Yes. So each spirit gets molded. So this is like, it's like a, a spirit. spirit creation center. It's something out of like the um, creation. Like of Yeah. And then what happens? Okay. So first I should ask, what were the attributes that the client's spirit was molded into. So here's the question of the theme. Um, I don't know. So his higher consciousness says, I don't know if he's ready. So he doesn't know if he's ready for this information. Okay. Because I like how the higher self looks out for you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's like, no, we're not going to touch this right now. Yeah. (laughs) It's just right here. (laughs) Yeah. They have to find a way. So, you know, so. Okay, I under I'm saying, okay, I understand what you mean. All right. So this is something that I've been somewhat somehow aware of, and I call it the flavor of each spirit. And we all have a different flavor that we live all of our existences through. Can you just in a word tell us what flavor the client is? What is what is his attribute, just in a word or two? Persistence. So does he live through every existence with that attribute, persistence? Very. And this is how he's learning all of his lessons, all of his, through all of his experiences? Yes. So in this life, he's learning his lessons, lessons through persist, 
persistence. Yes. Okay. So that's, uh, that's pretty much the end of that. So that was sort of like, you have something like that. You don't know whether this is metaphorical or whether it's literal. Right. Okay. You know? That was but, a good but, distinction. Thank you for bringing that up too. Yeah. I know in some of the sessions you're like, allow your imagination. And I want to, I want to let everybody know, and everybody kind of knows this. I mean, flight, uh, electricity, sound, all of this was brought through imagination. There's some of the greatest inventions were thought of a question and we played with it and we brought it into physical form. That's exactly. the power of imagination. And you know how the inventors brought that information through? Through relaxation. Yes. That's yeah. right. We, yeah. That's yeah. Right. That's how they bring it through. Yes. And so uh, it was through their own downtime, relaxation. Some brought it through dream states. Mm-hmm. Daydreaming. Dreaming. Daydreaming and like, hey, you know, Tesla's and the, you know, intuition. Like, intuition, definitely intuition, repetition, looking at synchronicities. Yeah. It's not necessarily all what you can memorize and learn that way. It's what you can allow. Uh, through your your knowing what you will um, you know, because some people will block that they think well that's just a fanciful thought or it's just a daydream but it can have great importance if you will pay attention to it but we t we do tend to pass it off eh? in yeah. favor of what we've learned through repetition and rote and all that you know what we think um, yeah what we can think Whereas really it in this case, it even it touched upon some other things as well, which was, you know, that his soul was being either he was self-existent in this state or whatever. Um, but he went through so many different transitionary periods and it looked like he was created by other entities or energies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's like in his scenario, right, because I know everybody, like you said, has their own scenario. But I mean, that's kind of yeah. like that. Hmm. Marilyn? Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. And, you know, I don't, this is one of those things where I have hesitated to write about it because okay. I don't know. Are all souls created this way? Okay. I don't know the answer. I've tried asking, um, but I, I can't really get, I, I'm just not ready for the answer, I guess, because okay. I, I have a hard time. So that's why I haven't. So today, this is breaking news for me. I've okay. I haven't written about it. I haven't talked about it. But yeah, this and here is... we are doing it live on Happy Freya. It's live episode yeah. ten right here. We're going into yeah. uncharted territory because it's tough. Uh, yeah. it, it might yeah. be tough for some people to hear like other entities and energies. You know, don't touch me and all this other kind of stuff, and or they don't yeah. want to, and you know, and all these well, things and. It turns out later on, we, when I'm talking to this higher consciousness, it turns out those beings, those cloaked beings, right. they, he is from the same place as them. That, I thought, okay. So, so they, ha and he has been what we call abducted many times in mm -hmm. his lifetime. He doesn't know. He doesn't remember okay. uh, because they have cared for him and nurtured him and watched over him. But it, if, he has any remembrance at all uh it's you know he's afraid because he doesn't understand and there's so, so that, much okay thank you for sharing that that so really put it into like, context yeah so that's why he was like they were they were yelling well they were probably just talking they're probably uh, hey do you remember you're one of us like i know 
Exactly. And we're like, no, we're so overcome with fear sometimes. We don't recognize that. that Yeah. That's an important recognition is, is of the fear is kind of going there because it's one of those things like when you go there, it's like, how do you incorporate that knowledge or the higher self probably just infinity symbols it into existence, right? Because it's bringing it in for a reason. Yeah. You know, for that person, because some of these cases, Marilyn, you must like sit back in your chair and be like, wow, like that was a. (laughs) Usually, you know, I can understand them, but every once in a while, like I say, they throw something at you that there is just no, no understanding. And the the thing is, I could only go so far. I, I would dearly love to have another session with this person uh, because uh, now I know that, you know, I, he has, you know, has l- hopefully listened to his recording, has a uh, much Which deeper you understanding. Yeah. Yeah. A much deeper understanding now. And I think we could get a lot more information to help to explain all this. But, you know, and but it was given in the best way possible for him at that time. I love that. It's it's the higher self being the guardian of that moment. And what I'm getting as well to, that I want to add and I'm getting is that a lot of the times those abduction cases that people classify as that it's the galactic family members making contact with their members who have forgotten yes. that yes. they are part of that broader community. So mm-hmm. they they don't want to frighten or scare. They're just like, Hey Bob, it's me. You know, yeah. <laughs> we spent this planet together. Oh, you're human today. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> How's it What's going? What's the matter? Did I say something? <laughs> right, right. And to yeah. value the, the the differences and the unique expression that creation has. Um, that or or what with the you know the the client or, or you know their they sometimes realize that that ET standing there communicating with them is them. Oh, that's, that's powerful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's powerful. And Dolores found that as well. The, you know, so then, okay, if that being is me, well, what's to fear? And that falls in line with, it's a beautiful tie into what we just started with the beginning of this conversation of all of us being one. And I like to say the one fraction itself in order to experience itself. And, uh, if we yeah. see, if, if we see through the eyes of creation, we would really appre- appreciate diversity, not only on this planet, other star systems, like you said, from a, from a drop of water to a unicorn to the creation of a soul. You would appreciate yeah. every, each and every moment. And so, you know, if, if, if you can dream it up, it exists. Ah, you said that. Yes, you did. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah, and you're like yeah. you can dream it up, it exists. So, so dream beautifully and dream yeah. about kindness for the planet and for the earth and um, for Mother Earth and 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 all beings alike that that we as humanity can evolve and become more of a caring, loving civilization and species going forward. It really and, is all one. 